Welcome to Christian Outdoors Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Rogers, and this is the podcast where we explore everything outdoors and how we can enjoy God every day. Welcome back to Christian Outdoors Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Rogers. I hope you've had a great week and and that God has blessed you, that you've been able to get outside, that you've been able to uh, go hiking, camping, hunting, fishing, do something outside that you really enjoy and have had an opportunity to experience God in a very unique and special way this week. Well, here I am recording. It's the day before Thanksgiving 2019. I'm sitting up here in my studio alone. As the family is all gathered, the children are home from college, they're downstairs, all getting reacquainted with one another and just having a big time. And I'm heading off to Illinois next week to go hunt with my friends Ralph and Vicki Cianciarello. We'll be recording some podcasts up there with them. For those of you who don't know, I am hosting a off see, I'm hosting a podcast with Ralph and Vicky, and it's called Ralph and Vicky's Off Grid Podcast, hosted by Pete Rogers. And uh, we have done, I think, 14 episodes that were released in 2019. I'm going back up there to record a lot more episodes. We're going to be interviewing some very special people, and also I'll be talking with Ralph and Vicky about some of their adventures and exploits, and and getting some advice from them. So uh, it's always a great time when I get to go to Northwest Illinois, uh, be doing some deer hunting while I'm up there so i'm excited about that um, i love hunting up in that area uh, last year i was able to take my first deer in the snow and that was an awesome experience it aired uh this past summer i don't remember exactly when maybe it was september on the outdoor channel on ralph and vicky's archer's choice television show and um, if you don't know ralph and vicky if you're not familiar with them look them up archer's choice media.com or you can look them up on youtube ralph and vicky uh, and they are just some of the best people that you'll ever meet. Just dear friends of mine. I'm, I'm very, very honored and blessed that uh, some of my heroes in the hunting and, uh, arena are also my friends. And uh, so I, I'm look, going up there on Saturday after Thanksgiving, be driving up there and spending the week with them and be recording some podcasts for Ralph and Vicky's Off Grid Podcast, hosted by Pete Rogers. So uh, that's where we are today, but for those of you who've been tuning in for a few weeks now that uh, we're in episode 10, um, this is episode number 10. It will be released uh, December 1st, and uh, the podcast is doing really well. We're actually growing um, and uh, getting more listeners every day, and excited about that. Uh, I encourage you to subscribe if you're listening. I encourage you to share it with others. Uh, I think we have a good message here that we're trying to get people uh, to reach out and to find God in a unique way in the outdoors and to experience Him in a, in a special way. And and uh, just please share that with uh, with your family, with your friends, with your Sunday school class, your your uh, colleagues at work, wherever you can, because we, we got a good message, we believe. We believe that God is anointing this and that um, the only way we're going to get His Word out there is for is for you, the listeners, to continue to share it and spread the Word out there. So... Um, and I think episode 10 is a good time to jump into this. When we first started this, if you want to go back and listen to episode one, you hear me talking about um, my mission that I've been on or my path I've been on for the last seven or eight years of uh, uh, enjoying God every day and and how that came about. So I want to explore that in this episode today, uh, the day before Thanksgiving and and uh, episode 10, and really just, just kind of... Um, dive into it, um, 
for those of you who have not listened to episode one, I'll go ahead and say it again, that uh, I'm actually writing a book, which is where this podcast came from. Um, and uh, before I get to that book, I want to tell you about my other books. Um, they're on my website, christianoutdoors.org. You can purchase my books there. The book I wrote in 2018, uh, So You Want to Hunt Turkeys, is a book about turkey hunting. It actually is the uh, one best outdoor book in the Southeastern Outdoor Press Association's contest. I'm very honored with that, very pleased with that, and uh, have copies available. If you'd like to buy one, you can get it on my website right there. I'd be glad to inscribe it for you. Just shoot me an email, tell me who you want me to sign it to, and I'll get it sent off to you. Um, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, but I'm also writing this book that is really the kind of the focus where this podcast come from, came from. Excuse me. And what I'm working on is the book's working title is called Enjoying God Every Day. And if you're a listener for the first time, then I want to kind of catch up to speed. If you've already heard this, then I apologize for you hearing it again. But if you subscribe to the podcast, you're going to hear this a lot. And that is the mission I'm on where we can enjoy God every day. Where this came from is the Westminster Shorter Catechism. Um, It was written in 1647, I believe it was. And it's a means in which uh, the church used, uh, the Reformed Church in Scotland and England used in which to um, explain who God is and uh, and how God interacts with his people and, and sin and salvation and our relationships with God. And so um, my friend told me I needed to get a straw so when I go to drink it's not quite so loud, but... Um, I don't have one, so bear with me. I'll try and cut that out. <laughs> but the uh, the first question in the Westminster Shorter Catechism is, what is the chief end of man? And the answer to that is, the chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. I think a way of saying, and so I want to explore that today. I want to spend today today's podcast talking about what will be chapter one in my book, Exploring God Every Day, of um, how we're able to actually do that. So to paraphrase that question is, what's the purpose of humanity? Why am I here? For what reason was I created? What's the meaning of life? I think for centuries, people would agree that humanity has had some type of connection with God. For those of us who consider ourselves a as spiritual people or people of faith on some level, we have some sort of of inkling within us that allows us to believe on some elementary level. And as I've strived to understand this first question from the Shorter Catechism, I've come to understand that people for all of millennia have acknowledged God or tolerated God or feared God Some have loved God, others have worshipped God and strived to understand God. But few of us, very few of us, have actually enjoyed God. And when we do, we find ourselves in the moment of enjoying God. It usually is fleeting at best. God answered your prayer. A loved one survived against all odds. A dream was realized. A sunrise was embraced. And God is enjoyed for a brief moment. But how do we take those fleeting moments and make them last? 
How can we as humans learn to enjoy God all day, every day? What can we do to ensure that we as humans are able to embrace our God in such a way that we not only acknowledge Him, but we genuinely enjoy Him every day? I'm going to attempt to answer that question through this book that I'm writing. And 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 here we are in, you know, and, and, and so with that, I want to continue on with this with this direction, if you'll just bear with me here. Anthropologists have reported for centuries that every culture that has ever been studied has at its core two primary questions that they try to answer with their belief system. And number one is, what's the meaning of life? And number two is, what happens when we die? These same questions are at the center of Judaism and Christianity. And we will attempt to look at only the first one of those questions in the book that I'm writing and through this podcast, and that is, what is the meaning of life? Hopefully gaining some type of unique understanding of what our real purpose is, and more importantly, how to fulfill, and how to enjoy that purpose. Those years ago when I first read the lines from the Shorter Catechism, I had a similar experience that John Wesley describes in his journal when he was hearing the reading of Martin Luther's preface to the letter of Romans. Wesley said, When I heard the reading, I felt my heart strangely warmed, And I knew with certainty that Christ did indeed die just for me. While my realization was not as salvific as that, it certainly opened the door to a greater understanding of why I'm here. And I believe more importantly, it it was more of a moment of enlightenment. It was in fact an epiphany, a moment of assurance and a challenge. How can someone truly enjoy God forever? I wasn't sure at first if I'd ever really enjoyed God at all. So how could a life be spent enjoying Him forever? We have all heard sermons and Bible studies that tell us that we should glorify God, that we should worship God, that we should praise God. And admittedly, I've never heard nor preached a sermon with the concept of enjoying God. And all the years I spent in the pulpit, I never once preached a sermon on how to enjoy God. So how can we truly enjoy God every day? The more I studied this, the more I came to realize that if we are truly to glorify God, then we can enjoy God. If we worship God we will enjoy God. If we give praise to God, we will then enjoy God. If we honor God, we will enjoy God. If we follow God, we will enjoy Him. If we love God, we will enjoy Him. If we pray to God, we will enjoy God. When we walk with God every day, we enjoy His presence. But in a practical, everyday Since, how do we practice living and enjoying God every day? The psalmist says in Psalm 1, Blessed is the one 
who does not walk in the step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. Psalm 1 and 2, the NIV version. When we can delight in the law of God and in the mercy of God in order to fully enjoy God, we have come some understanding of what God intends for our life and our future. But it all begins with a relationship with Him. Since the beginning, humankind has sought relationships with his or her Creator. From the very most remote places on the globe to the most populated, from jungles to deserts, from isolated islands to metropolitans, Every civilization, regardless of how crude they seem to be, are all searching for the meaning of life. Mayans, Incas, Sioux, Apache, Cherokee, all have a belief system that gives them purpose. Mongolians, Africans, Amazonians, Pacific Islanders, and Anglo-Saxons all have a belief system that is rooted in these two questions that gives them meaning for being Humanity everywhere is seeking meaning. We're seeking purpose. We're seeking understanding. Christians are no different. For us, our story begins in the Garden of Eden and ends at the final reign of Christ that is yet to occur. The one thing that separates us from all other belief systems is relationship. Muslims don't have an ongoing relationship with Allah or Muhammad. Buddhists don't have a relationship with Buddha. Hindus don't have a relationship with any of their gods. No other religion in the existence of all of humanity can claim an active relationship with its creator. Christians are the only people of faith that have an active relationship with their God. And I want you to think about that. The creator of all things, the creator of heaven, the creator of earth, stars and planets, plants and animals, wants an intimate relationship with you. But what does it really mean to have a relationship with Jesus Christ? As people who live in community, we have a variety of relationships. Some of the relationships I have are as a child, a brother, Husband, father, uncle, employee, I'm a coach, umpire, friend, teacher, student, parishioner, teammate, colleague, neighbor, etc., etc., etc. Each of these relationships are different from one another. Each relationship is unique, each one requiring different responsibilities and different responses from me. And each relationship I am in requires something different from me, something that is unique to that individual or to that group. And somehow, in most of these relationships, we know how to behave and respond. And others, we have to learn how to respond. I don't have to learn how to be a child. But being a husband, that was a learning process. I didn't have to learn how to be an uncle. But being a daddy, well, now that's another story. And I'm certain my children will say one in which I am still learning.
As a husband and father, I have a unique relationship with my wife and my children. See, the relationship that I have with my wife is very different than the relationship I have with my children. Both are valuable, both are fulfilling, and both are necessary for me to live completely and to be whole. But they are very different from one another. As a husband, I am tasked with being a partner with my wife, to love her, to believe in her, to support her, and take care of her. I am tasked by Scripture to love her as Christ loves the church and to provide for her a safe place to live and to share in our experiences with. My role as a husband demands that I lead my wife spiritually, that I drive the efforts for spiritual growth in the relationship. It demands that I put God first and her second, that we pray together, worship together, and grow together. And as a, as a father, I have a different relationship with my children. I am told in Scripture that I am to rear them to love and respect God. I am told that it is my job to teach them to understand the love that God has for them. I am to instruct them in the ways of Scripture and to encourage them, to teach them, to love them unconditionally. While there is significant overlap in these two relationships, they are each uniquely different. Similarly, just as my relationship with my mother is different from other relationships, as her youngest child, we have a different relationship, and this is one that has evolved through time, from parent-child to parent-adult-child. And while she continually reminds me that I will always be her baby, as an adult, our roles are very different than when I was a child. As long as she is alive, I will always be her youngest child. And her and in her eyes, that is where I will stay. But reality is that now as she moves into the later stages of her life, the roles have reversed and me and my siblings are the caregivers of her and she is the care receiver. But the relationship with my mother is unique, and it is unique to her as an individual. The relationships we have with our siblings, our cousins, our employees, our friends, and acquaintances are all important and yet very different from one another. I have many relationships that I treasure, many that I value very highly. I have others that are important to me, but honestly, if I lost them, they wouldn't be missed at the same degree as other relationships are. And I think if we're honest with each other, we would all say that. All these relationships we have are important to our makeup, to our happiness, and to our fulfilled lives. And I don't believe for a second God intended for people to live outside of relationships. We are not intended to be isolated hermits. We are a community people who find happiness and completeness in relationships. That's why when relationships end, we are hurt. We are left feeling empty, and we go through feelings of isolation. When someone we love begins to leave us or dies, we are hurt and we feel abandoned. The life God created is for us to live together in relationship with Him and with one another. 
Thus, our relationship with God is a unique relationship also. We cannot compare our relationship with God in Jesus Christ to any other relationship we have in our lives. Our relationship with God cannot be compared to a marriage relationship. And while the scripture makes some references to father-child, it's still not quite that either. It's better than that, and it's different from that. Our relationships we have, we choose to either endure them or to enjoy them. That being said, how do we really enjoy our relationship with God rather than endure our relationship? When we come to the realization that Christ died for us and we accept for ourselves the offer of salvation, we then accept his invitation to enter into relationship with him. For me, it's, it's kind of like dating and courting time and then a marriage proposal. Prior to the marriage proposal, we are in a courting relationship. We date girls or guys in hopes of finding a mate. We test the waters. We go out to dinner and a movie. And, and when we feel we are most assured, we bring them home to mom and dad looking for approval. Isn't our relationship with Jesus Christ similar? Prior to our accepting of him or being born again, we're in our courting relationship. The Holy Spirit is courting us, wooing us, drawing us into relationship. John Wesley termed it this way, that it is the prevenient grace of God. It's that grace of God that comes before, the grace of God that is present in our lives, and it carries us, sustains us, and draws us into relationship with him. It is that grace that precedes our justification or getting saved that we experience when we listen to the Holy Spirit and accept for ourselves the offer of salvation. And we'll talk more about that later. This is the courting stage. When the proposal is presented, we accept the offer. See, in a marriage proposal, we understand that we understand that we are accepting or asking someone to join us in a unique relationship that will last till death do us part. It's a lifetime commitment, a sincere vow that we take understanding that this new relationship we are entering into will change us forever. We believe for the better, but it takes commitment, adjustment, and determination that we will get the best out of it because we will put our best into it. When we enter into a relationship with Jesus, we should enter into it with the same determination, the same resolve, the same commitment that we will get the most out of it because we will put the best into it. The third chapter of John is a conversation that explains it all to us. It's a familiar conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus that highlights the importance of relationship for all believers and non-believers. In this conversation, Jesus pronounces that we are perhaps the most poignant verse in all Scripture and some that we hold dear. Jesus says in the third chapter, in the 16th verse, For God so loved the world that he gave his Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. What Jesus says to Nicodemus changed the world that day. People with no hope now have hope. 
People who are hurting have a balm. People who are living in despair have courage. People, God changed it all in one simple phrase and one simple action. One act of love and grace transformed the world in ways we still haven't seen. But for us, for those of us who accepted the proposal, it changed us forever. When Jesus looked at Nicodemus and said, whoever believes, the world changed. Whoever believes. God wants you to become a whoever. The desire of God in his son Jesus is that everyone everywhere become a whoever. The word whoever here is very important. It means no matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter where you're from, no matter the color of your skin, no matter the the economic situation that you're born in, no matter the continent in which you reside, the invitation is yours. For Nicodemus, it means that not just the Jews are acceptable now. For us, it means that we are acceptable just as we are. As a whoever, I am okay. I am good enough. I am just fine just as I am. As a whoever, I don't have to look like you or act like you or be like you. I am who I am because God made me this way. And as such, I know that I can have a relationship with my Creator. When Jesus said to Nicodemus, whoever believes in me, the game changed. The mold was broken. The restrictions lifted. Whoever means us all. Men, women, white, black, Asian, biracial, multiracial, tall, short, thin, fat, smart, challenged, educated, illiterate, whole or broken. We are all welcome. Most importantly, we are loved And we are valued. God values us all and wants to be a part of our lives completely and absolutely. Scripture is full of whoever's. In Mark 11, 23, Jesus tells us, Whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, it shall be granted him. In John chapter 14, verse 12, Jesus tells us, Whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And there are more. As a whoever, you are accepted. You are welcomed. You are loved. And most importantly, you are valued. Jesus says to us all, Whoever, everyone, all people, I want you, I need you, I love you. As a whoever, you are relieved of any presupposed expectations. You are relieved of all guilt, 
all sins are released and all failures are forgotten. As a whoever, you are loved just for being alive. You are valued just because you are. As we seek to enjoy God in the everyday, knowing that we are good enough is a great place to start. God doesn't expect saints. He welcomes sinners. He isn't expecting perfection. He's looking for effort. He takes our fixer-upper and makes us into a mansion. It all begins with a relationship, a relationship that starts as a whoever, and we enter into that relationship as we are and continue throughout our lives and sustains us until we are finally welcomed into his arms. A relationship with Jesus Christ is where we begin our journey of enjoying God every day. Unlike all other relationships where we are expected to behave in a certain way, when we are in relationship with Jesus Christ, we have no expectations placed on us. We have no requirements, no hurdles to jump before we are accepted. We are accepted because we are His. This relationship is life-changing, and it is glorious. If we have not accepted Jesus as our Savior, we will never be able to find true happiness, true commitment, true contentment, and true joy. If we have not accepted Jesus as our Savior, we can never know what it's like to be fulfilled. Without a relationship with Christ, we will never be able to enjoy God. Enjoying life begins with learning how to enjoy God. And we cannot enjoy God without a relationship with His Son, Jesus Christ. So for those of you who are listening today, I encourage you to become a whoever. And as you read and listen to what God is saying to you, know that you will see that life is best lived when we enjoy God to the fullest. Here at Christian Outdoors, it is, it is my goal, my passion, my, my desire, and my earnest prayer to help you as a listener to enjoy God fully, completely, every day. To be able to experience Him in a way that will transform your life for the men out there that are listening, so that you can love your wives more fully and, and you can love the every moment you spend with your children. For the women that are listening, so that you will embrace your husband in a way that you never had before and that you will see your children as, as gifts of God that we are blessed to be able to rear and to spend time with. Regardless of where you are, what you're going through, what you're doing, here at Christian Outdoors, we just want you to enjoy God every day. To enjoy your time outdoors in nature, whether you're hiking, packing, backpacking, camping, hunting, fishing, whatever it is that you're doing, that when you're there, that you will take a moment, that you will see God, that you will experience God, and you will enjoy Him. That wraps up today's podcast. I thank you for listening. I hope you have a blessed day. 
Um, you're going to hear this the week after Thanksgiving. So I hope that you had a great Thanksgiving holiday. I hope that you were able to spend some time with family and friends. And I thank you for listening to this episode of Christian Outdoors Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Pete Rogers, and I hope you have a blessed week. And until we can come back again, please subscribe to the podcast, share it with family and friends. And if you have any questions or comments, you can reach me at Pete, P-E-T-E, at ChristianOutdoors.org. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day.